What's happening? Thanks for joining us. Caboose. Pistol Podcast for July 6, 2020. John Lund with you. Thanks for joining us. As always, the big lead in a minute, and it is a big, big lead today. I don't think I'm overselling it. Uh, big lead today. Uh, five stories you got to know to be a functioning member of society. The asshole of the day is an easy one today. And I decided to follow asshole of the day now uh, with something good. So I'll do asshole of the day, then something good, because I don't want to be all negative. And then uh, we'll tell you about uh, listener feedback and then the Caboose Pistol itself, the world-famous Caboose Pistol. Thanks for joining us. If you're new, John Lund, KNBR Radio in San Francisco. You can hear Greg Pop of the voice in the 49ers, of the 49ers, and I weekdays uh, 10 to 2. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like feedback on the show, what I've done is you can go to caboosepistol.com and you can, no problem, uh, set up uh, or have uh, shoot me an email, hey, at caboosepistol.com, hey, at caboosepistol.com, or you can just go to the website and you can fill out a feedback form. That's fine. My preference would be uh, call the uh, question line, bitch line, complain line, uh, great show line, whatever you want to say, and the best ones will make it to the show, and we'll do that in the second to the last segment of every single show. So the number is 508-296-4949, 508-296-4949. Leave feedback, and we will play the best ones at the end of the show. Uh, Twitter, at Caboose Pistol, at John Lund Radio. Uh, John Lund Radio on Facebook and Instagram as well. And again, the website where you'll see a lot of these stories, including one I'm going to do today that, to be honest with you, is a better video story than it is an audio story, but I want to play it anyway. Then you can go to caboosepistol.com. Most of the stories are at caboosepistol.com. So you can see video, read stories, all those kind of things. So it's pretty simple to do it that way. We've got you covered in every way, shape, or form. So uh, let's get it going. Without further ado, it is time for your big lead. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, it's not horrifying today. It is not horrifying whatsoever. I, I will just say that while baseball released its schedule today, which we'll get into a little bit later on in the pod, uh, the big story is Patrick Mahomes. Ten-year deal, which ties him to the Kansas City Chiefs for 12 years. He'll be 37 at the end of it. Uh, it's a $503 million deal. Now, in football, as you well know, in the NFL, not everything is guaranteed, but there's something to the lines of, I just read Schefter and all the different guys in Rappaport, all the guys that are trying to run to get the numbers. But the guarantees in the $400 million range and the uh, total uh, could be up over $500 million, a half of a billion. And no DAC, you can't have this contract. No DAC, this is not a comp for you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, no matter if he's 24 years old or not, is the best quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. He's better than Rodgers. He's better than Brady. He's better than anybody that you can think of. That's just Patrick Mahomes. He is the best player in the game right now. He is very marketable. Uh, his style is fun to watch. I was thinking about this before the show. Mahomes already is the type of guy that is so good, he's hard to hate. Now, I know 49ers fans probably don't, like him and not going to send him a Christmas card because he beat him in the Super Bowl. And I'm sure everybody in the division from the Broncos to the Chargers to, you know, all the teams, the Raiders, they're not going to be big fans of Patrick Mahomes. They're probably, 
they don't hate him yet. Now, to the point where they might of a Tom Brady thing is very possible, only because the Chiefs are going to be so good for so long. They have 20 of 22 starters returning next year, and they just locked up Patrick Mahomes for 12 years. So while Mahomes is fun and you love to watch him play and it's hard to really not like Patrick Mahomes, um, he may grade on you like a Tom Brady by the end of this thing. I don't know how much longer the walrus, cuckoo, uh Andy Reid is going to go, but uh, Patrick Mahomes, I guess the only downside would be, and this happens with every team, so you get a guy, he's on his rookie deal, and he doesn't make a whole lot of money, and then the minute he makes a whole lot of money, then you're going to start losing players. Chris Jones, for example, the defensive tackle who won't sign his franchise tag tender, it's going to be hard to fit him in, other other guys like that. But when it comes to a Patrick Mahomes, he's going to pay off 10 times to that. Now, when you sign a Jared Goff, when you sign a who, who, you know a Kirk Cousins, that's why the Redskins were, were hesitant to sign him long-term, if they're not an absolute superstar because you know you're going to lose money because you're going to pay a guy 30 or 35, or in this case, Mahomes' case, about $50 million a year, Mahomes can justify it. He's the biggest star in the game on and off the field. He just is to me, and he's only 24 years old, and he just won a Super Bowl. Amazing. But when you give the money, that amount of money, to the wrong person, it really hurts the cause of the entire team. One piece of sound I found today that I thought was pretty funny, beyond going back and looking at uh, people who said that Patrick Mahomes was a bad choice by Kansas City, they moved all the way up to 10 in 2017 to get him. And yes, Bears fans, Mitchell Trubisky, and yes, a bunch of other teams in the top 10 should have taken him, but they didn't. So I don't worry too much about that. But this is interesting because it's John Gruden on his quarterback camp when he was back at ESPN, and now here's a guy who's trying to stop Patrick Mahomes. So he's with the Raiders now, but remember, this was during Gruden's quarterback camp before Mahomes was drafted. Take a listen. Be this, you're at an empty backfield, last play of the game against Texas. Yes, sir. I know it's a sore subject. Yes, sir. 15 seconds left. Yes, sir. All right, you got any timeouts left? Yes, sir. You got a timeout got, left? I got a timeout left. The gunslinger. Trying to win the game on one play. Trying to win a game. You know what you're thinking? You're thinking, I'm playing Louisiana Tech. I'm running to my left. I'm going to do it all. Into the end zone. This one is picked up. What Coach Kingsbury said to you? He was just saying, you got another situation. Know mm -hmm. you have a timeout. You just got to learn from it. Throw it to that Throw it to the check down. Get to the seven-yard line. And then I, if I throw that check down, get to the seven-yard line. We have two chances maybe at the end zone with seven seconds left, something like that. Let's not abuse the freedom. Mm -hmm. Let's not take advantage of the, of the talent. And listen, no matter what happens, you got more talent than 99% of the guys I've met. Yes, sir. You understand? Just get on with the game. Mm -hmm. Boom! Read it and get on with it. Yes, sir. You know? Let the instincts take over to a degree, but the gunslinger, he just got he just got shot dead. Yes, sir. Right? Do you, do you love I mean, really? Do you love it? No, I, I, I love this game. I love football. I mean, I feel like sacrifice. I, I mean, yeah. you love it to sacrifice a lot of your free time and all that, you oh, know, yeah. off the field stuff. No, no doubt. And I mean, I love sacrifice now. I love sacrificing my body for the game. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna take the hits. I'm gonna make the throws. And I mean, mm -hmm. if, if I want to win, whatever it takes. <laughs> Caboose Pistol Podcast. John Lund with you. The only reason I play that is a Gruden's trying to stop him now. Stop him now. Patrick Mahomes, who just got the ten-year, five hundred gazillion billion dollar contract from the Kansas City Chiefs today, which is the big lead on the uh, Caboose Pistol podcast today at CaboosePistol.com. Um, but it's funny to go back to me and listen to all this stuff. 
it just shows you what an inexact science this is. Look, this guy was the best quarterback in the game his second year in the league. He's 24 years old now. He's accomplished everything he can in the game. He's been an MVP. He's been a Super Bowl winner, and he's been a Super Bowl MVP, and he's 24. He's the best player in the game, and yet... All the, all the talk was how far he had to go and how nobody in a Texas Tech system had been able to do this and, and nobody was sure. And yeah, he was a gunslinger, but he took too many chances. And then Alex Smith mentors him for one year, and it's not, all, it's not because of Alex Smith. It's because the kid was awesome. And then he becomes the MVP, and then he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, it's unbelievable. That is your big lead in the Caboose Pistol for July 6th, 2020. All right, uh, five big stories today that you need to know about. And uh, again, if you're new to the Caboose Pistol podcast, some are sports, some are not. It's just kind of whatever strikes my fancy. And again, we'll get into the Major League Baseball release a little bit later. But baseball in general is off to a rocky start as of July 6th. Now, uh, they did, uh, as I said, uh, release the schedule. We'll get to that. July 23rd is going to be your day. But I want to read something from Chris Bryant, third baseman for the Cubs, because the A's had tests that uh, got delayed. The Angels had tests that got delayed. The Astros had tests that got delayed. The Blue Jays had to shut down their facility, and this is supposed to be the easy part. Uh, Chris Bryant says the following, we've had guys that showed up here on Sunday and hadn't got tested again until seven days later. And then you don't get the results for two days either. So that's nine days without knowing. If we want this to succeed, we're going to have to figure this out. Uh, Brian for, uh, f- uh, voiced his frustration over the testing delay, saying it uh, led him to not feel safe during the return. Quote, I wanted to play this year because I felt it would be safe and I would be comfortable. But honestly, I don't really feel that way, which is why I'm trying to keep my distance from everybody, wear a mask, and hopefully we can get this thing going. If we want it to happen, we want it to go smoothly, this should be the easy part. When we're in airplanes, in hotels, getting room service, who knows what people are doing. That goes for the other teams, too. If we can't nail the easy part, which is right now, we have a big hill to climb. Uh, he's 100% right. Look, we're all trying to do this, and I don't want to sit here and and dwell on this, but this is the, the takeoff before the airplane gets in the air. They've got to nail this part. All of sports, not just baseball, to get on a little bit of a soapbox here, is predicated on testing, is predicated on accurate testing, on fast testing, on having enough tests in general. If they can't assure that for the players, it's a, look, it's a lot of money. Uh, Buster Posey was talking the other day, all-star catcher of the Giants, that he's going to think if he has, he's going to opt out or not. He makes $22 million a year. In 37% of that's about $8 million. I was told there was no math uh, on this show. But that's about $8 million. Look, he's got generational wealth. He'll walk away from it. He doesn't need to play if he feels like his health is going to be in danger. Look, I'm not being a, uh, a pessimist about this whole thing. I, th- I hope it gets off the ground. I hope it works out. But it's all predicate on the testing, and baseball is off to an extremely slow start. That's just what it's all about. So they've got to get that thing going. All right, I'm going to play a couple of things for you. Uh, let's go to golf. I'm always... Um, for number two on the big five stories today, I'm always conflicted on golf because while a lot of people like to play, not a lot of people like to sit around. Well, over the weekend, uh, Bryson uh, DeChambeau uh, won a golf tournament, but that wasn't the big story. The big story was he is upset over a cameraman following him, and I'll play it for you in a minute, over a cameraman following him uh, after he hit a, a crummy shot, and he was upset, and the cameraman continued to follow him. So here's what he said uh, after the round about the cameraman and what golf should do to protect its players. 
Yeah, so there was something that happened. I mean, nothing crazy, but I had a cameraman that was filming me after um, I had a bad bunker shot and whiffed the sand a little bit, which shouldn't have done. That was dumb. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he was literally watching me the whole entire way up, you know, after getting out of the bunker, walking up next to the green. And I just was like, sir, what is the need to, to watch me that long? I mean, I understand that, but it, it's his job to, you know, video me. But at the same point, I think we need to start protecting our players out here compared to showing, you know, a potential vulnerability and, and hurting someone's image. I just don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do. Not like I was going to do anything bad. It's just it's one of those things that I hope he respects, you know, my privacy as much as we're out here performing. I think it's necessary that uh, we have our times of privacy as well when things aren't going our, our way. I mean, you know, we're in the spotlight and uh, if somebody else is in the spotlight, they, they wouldn't want that either. You know, it's just something about respect. I think that's, that's necessary on that end. Uh, Boy, that sounds arrogant, doesn't it? Uh, look, he's a great golfer. Uh, he's on a great run, but he's 100% wrong. All right, now I'm a member of the media. It, it, look, I don't need to go into locker rooms anymore. It, it's fine that, that we're doing Zooms. Let's stay safe. Let's stay healthy. But when it comes to a cameraman, you're understanding your job, all right? But it just sounds arrogant and very um, high-end country club golfer-like to do that. Look, Sports has never been more about entertainment than it is right now, all right, when it comes back. But over the last number of years, sports is about entertainment, all right? Social media, you get to know the characters. Everything, everything is about entertainment now. Throw it all in the box. I don't care if it's Netflix. I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care if whatever the case may be. We'll get into this in a few minutes, too. The Eagles, they had an Eagles concert on ESPN the other, on, uh, on, on Sunday night, which I'll get into in a minute. It's all entertainment. Part of the entertainment is not just watching the shot. Ooh, ah, that's... 5% of your audience that are hardcore golf guys. What we want is the whole thing. We want the whole avocado, all right? The whole enchilada. We want everything. I want to see what the reaction is. I want to see... It, it, it's all about the characters. You are a character in this show. That's what you are. And so I'm watching to see what your emotion is. And oh, by the way, they allow emotion in all of the sports, and it will not hurt uh, you as a precious commodity Oh, watch me. Watch out for uh, my individuality and make sure that you don't ruin my brand. Lighten up, Francis. Look, the guy's doing his job. The cameraman's job is to get your reaction from the bad shot, just like it's the cameraman's job to get the reaction from a great shot. So the next time you hit a great shot, let's have the cameraman turn away and, turn away and miss that. Of course you want that. That's good for your brand. It's also good for sports to see that when you chunk a shot, just like the rest of us do and like I do constantly, that you get that reaction. Hey, this guy's a human being. Very country club-like. Oh, please don't follow me. Okay, so by that logic, let's not follow any athlete with a camera when he screws up. Only when he's great because that's the way that we should do it because we need to protect your brand. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to come across on the podcast as well as it will on the video. So again, I'm always pumping caboosepistol.com because then you can see all these stories. But I thought this was one of the more hilarious things. Masks, for some reason, people aren't understanding it. It's not about you. It's about other people. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir for 99% of you. But this was pretty hilarious. So obviously, we're running PSAs because we have to because people are having uh, problems with a simple concept of wearing a mask. So Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, you know, uh, look it up if you can't remember or you're a young, young part of the demographic. Uh, he actually has a mask on and he's walking through New York City. So that's a setting. So think of Jason from Friday the 13th 
walking through New York City and scaring the hell out of people because he actually has his mask on. And then from the movie, and then at the end, a little girl actually hands him like a uh, like a hospital mask, and uh, and everybody lightens up around him. Take a listen. We'll hope that this gets through on the pod. It's not easy. The mask kind of makes people uncomfortable. I don't have much of a social life. I wish people could see me for who I am. Just trying to fit in. Be a good friend. Make a living. I know. The whole chainsaw thing. The woods. Sneaking up on people. I get it. I don't have the best reputation. But the thing is, behind the mask, I'm just a regular guy. I'm not scary at all. I have a cat. Anyway, that's the PSA. He's walking through New York City. He's got his normal uh, Friday the 13th Jason mask on. And like I said, it might work better at CaboosePistol.com, but it's one of the best PSAs I've seen in maybe forever and it's just about wearing masks. I think you should take a look at it. And finally, of the stories today, I mentioned this ever so briefly. On Sunday night after ESPN had run uh, through the pandemic, uh, The Last Dance, uh, The Long Gone Summer with Sosa and McGuire, uh, the Lance Armstrong Lance, which I didn't think was very good because it didn't shed any light, and Lance was still arrogant. Um, what else? Uh, Be Water, Bruce Lee's uh, Bruce Lee, which I have on my DVR, but I still have not watched. And then last night, it was actually strange because, not because they did this, but because there was so much debate about this. The first word, E, in ESPN, I work there, but you probably already know this, is for entertainment. So they did this. All right, what they did was they played an Eagles concert from the Forum in L.A., and they took three shows, and they made them, uh, they put them together, and it was awesome. It was a great Sunday night. I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, it was better than everything but The Last Dance. I don't know, as of this recording, what kind of numbers uh, this Eagles concert did. But if I'm ESPN, and look, this pandemic is is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, Uh Nothing has ever affected sports in our lifetime like it, and nothing probably ever will again. But it's kind of like a stock. If I've got my stocks all over here and all my eggs are in one basket, maybe I want to diversify a little bit. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, Sports is about entertainment. I just told you that a minute ago. It's about following the golfer who's mad. It's about the entire story. It's about a big soap opera. Well, the Eagles are pretty good, and I can guarantee you they fit in the demographic that ESPN is trying to get. And again, I don't know what the numbers are. I know I sat there, and I know it was tremendous. So if I'm ESPN, I'm doing it again and again and again. And the only thing to me is why they didn't think of it earlier. Will they do it again? I would. Again, I don't know what the numbers are. It's going to be a numbers game. Did it work? I think it would. What else were you going to watch on Sunday night? Um, Billions is what I normally watch. That seems to be on hiatus. Uh, I did watch Black Monday. There was a few things I watched. But this was the best thing by far on Sunday night. And I don't care. It's all about entertainment. And the Eagles were really, really good entertainment. Hear more.
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anyway, that's what ESPN did. It seemed to be controversial. I don't know why. I'm sure there's still that faction out there of people who say stick to sports. By the way, that's like asking my dentist to work on my teeth if I have no teeth. People give me that. Hit me up on Twitter all the time, at John Lund Radio, uh, and ask, uh, talk sports, talk sports, talk sports. Uh, listen, that ship has sailed. If you're one of the few still holding out with talk sports, talk sports, talk sports, it's not going to happen. Too much has happened. It's all intertwined too much, and that's just not happening anymore. Those are your five stories that you got to know for July 6th, 2020. It is time for your asshole of the day. He's an asshole, sir. Major asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! What an asshole! You're a special kind of asshole. What an asshole! Because you're an asshole. Asshole. What's his name? Uh, his name is Donald Trump. Now, I will say this. All right. Before you turn it off, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know that you don't like to mix your politics and sports. I don't like to mix politics and sports. We're in a strange time in our country's history. I'm not telling you to vote one way or the other. All right. I said this yesterday in the podcast. The easiest way to piss someone off. Uh, you can hate their sports team and they can hate yours. but you can still get along. But when it comes to politics, I've seen it rip apart my family. It just generally doesn't work that way. Let me play something from CNN, and then I'm going to uh, discuss this uh, whole thing. But uh, the bottom line to this uh, deal is that uh, Bubba Wallace is in the news again, and it's not because of Bubba Wallace. It's because of Donald Trump. And again, I'm not telling you my political affiliation. All I'm telling you is he is by far the asshole of today. Just look at his tweet today. This is what he said. Has Bubba Wallace apologized to all of those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax? That and flag decision, that means NASCAR's decision to pull down Confederate flag imagery, has caused lowest ratings ever. So he's going after the only black driver in NASCAR here. Bubba Wallace, to be clear, did not report this news. He didn't see the news, but it was hanging in his garage stall at Talladega. And so when something like that happens in the stall of the only black NASCAR driver, it's cause for alarm. Turns out the noose had been there for months. But here is the thing. That is not an exoneration of this situation. That a garage pole fashioned like a noose, just look at it there, hanging in a stall at Talladega, the site of one of the premier events of NASCAR, hanging there during a previous NASCAR race months earlier, and no one thought to say anything until a black driver was assigned to the stall. So that is the problem. And reminder that there was no other garage pole that looked like this one, not just at Talladega, in all of NASCAR. Uh, explained very well there by uh, CNN, and I just thought you could use a break from my voice, and her voice was a lot more pleasant. So let's just recap. Our president is asking for Bubba Wallace to apologize for what? Uh, NASCAR reported the noose to the FBI, not Bubba Wallace. And there was a noose in her garage, like the young lady just said. And oh, by the way, uh, he's calling it a hoax, and he's embracing a racial symbol in the Confederate flag. That's the president of our United States. He's essentially saying that, yes, it was a noose, but the only one at Talladega, by the way, it wasn't a, a noose meant for you, which is like saying you could tell offensive jokes 
if there isn't someone around you're making fun of to hear it. Not acceptable whatsoever. Look, I hate getting political, but POTUS asks for an apology from Bubba Wallace regarding a noose and says the numbers are down because the Confederate flag is coming down and because of what he is calling a hoax. It was a noose. And oh, by the way, to add to that, he has also defended today the team names of the Indians and the Redskins. Thank you very much. I'm an asshole and I'm proud of it. There you go. That is our asshole of the day. And I've decided to do this. Um, I didn't want to just go asshole a day and be negative and all those kind of things. I, I, I didn't want to do that. So what we'll do is one good thing. And I don't have fancy music for it or anything like that. Let me look on my board to see if I have any fancy music or anything that's upbeat or anything like that. Because if I do, maybe... Uh, there we go. Yeah, one good thing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, one good thing. Uh, let's throw everything as far... I talked earlier about the problems that they're having with testing. I'm going to give Major League Baseball a break and say that this is the early part of the process and they will get this down. If you're a sports fan, it is a good day because Major League Baseball released a schedule. Yes, it's a 60-game schedule, and yes, we'd rather have 162, and some people are upset, but look, I'm sick of watching replays. I've watched everything on Netflix. I've seen everything ESPN has to offer on Sunday night, and while I just said I enjoyed the Eagles, and I did, I am ready for some live action. I was excited to watch the hot dog eating contest until brown goo started spraying out of Joey Chestnut's mouth. And so I need some live sports. Um, the Giants and the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Nationals will kick things off. I believe that we will get, uh, that there will be great ratings for baseball and people will forgive, not necessarily forget, but uh, we will see. Uh, how people react to this thing. But again, it is good news to me that baseball is returning. I'm not sure about you. And again, I'll tell you how to get in contact with the show in a minute. But it's nice that baseball oh, is returning. That is one good thing for today. By the way, I know a stadium won't sound like this. But I just wanted to play this anyway. Oh, I just wanted to play that anyway. Because... I know that there's going to be nobody in the stadium, but that's the sounds of baseball, and that is one good thing today. Uh, baseball will return. The 23rd of July, Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, Nationals, and I do believe they haven't made this official, but Yankees, Nationals is going to be Garrett Cole versus, I think, Max Scherzer. But then again, I was talking to F.B. Sanchangelo, who's the uh, analyst for the Washington Nationals, and he said, don't be so sure. Maybe it'll be Strasburg. It was so great in the playoffs. Maybe it'll be... Uh, maybe it'll be Max Scherzer, who knows. But either way, it's going to be a great matchup. So there you go. And that is one good thing. All right. Uh, usually at this point of the show, we will have listener feedback. There's a few different things you can do. You can call 508-296-4949. And the reason I set up a phone line is because I can sit here and yip-yap and read your questions, but I think it sounds a lot better, and this is an audio medium after all, I think it sounds a lot better if it's your voice. So ask a question, make a comment, anything good, um, whatever you want to do. Uh, I prefer questions, things that we can kind of banter about back and forth. And it doesn't have to be sports, as you know, of the podcast. It can be anything. I don't care. Whatever's on your mind. I'm going to talk, talk about Frosted Flakes in a minute. 508-296-4949. That's the way to get on the show from an audio standpoint. Leave a message, and then I'll take the best ones, and we'll play them at this point during the Caboose Pistol podcast. 
You can also go to CapoosePistol.com. There's a place to get in contact with the show. You can leave a message there I can read, or you can hit me up, hey, at CapoosePistol.com. That's hey, at CapoosePistol.com. Go to CapoosePistol.com, fill out the form if you want to do it that way, or 508-296-4949. So any way you want to do it is fine with me. Uh, Get in touch with the show. The more voices, the better. That's why I play as much sound as I possibly can uh, during the show, and um, I'd like you to do that. So without further ado, let's hit it. It is the world famous caboose pistol <laughs> the old caboose pistol everybody has one <laughs> did you say caboose i know some women who could hide a machine gun in there yeah i don't know any women who could make uh who could put a machine gun in there but it is the world famous caboose pistol uh if you don't know of the caboose pistol it's simple uh, just go again to CabooseBistol.com, and I've got the whole story written. Just click on the menu about. It's about my radio show with Greg Papa a long time ago. We did a final segment. We thought this was a really funny story, Caboose Pistol. I've got it up there if you've never seen it, heard it, whatever. And there you go. You can uh, check out the origins of the Caboose Pistol. All right, so what I'm going to do, if you're new to the podcast, and this is only the second podcast that we've done, so if you're new to the podcast, I'm going to play an oldie but a goodie to just kind of give you a sense of some of the best of the Caboose Pistol. Now, some people think this is sophomoric, but yeah, look, I'll live with it. It's fine. I am sophomoric. I'll admit it. Uh, this, is a, this is an MMA fight, and the fighter's name is Danny Maynus. Okay? Danny Maynus. But when you're talking about it, I think it's M-A-I-N-U-S. Maynus. But when you're talking, when they're talking about it, when they're obviously describing the fight, the play-by-play and analyst, it doesn't. It, it's fast. It doesn't come across like this. So this is one of my favorites, Danny Mayanis. Look at the look of intensity on Mayanis. The question is, can Semen get inside Mayanis? Mayanis has got to be careful of the liver kick. This is not where Mayanis wants to be. Mayanis is most comfortable on the ground. Not a good place for Mayanis to be. Mayanis needs to loosen up a little here. We know, Pat, that Mayanis can take a pounding and come back. Interesting to see Mayanis getting a little acrobatic. Mayanis wants to take him there, take him into the deep water. So far, so good for Mayanis. Salmon did say yesterday he has enormous respect for Mayanis. Now Mayanis goes to ground. This is where Mayanis wants to be, Pat. And Mayanis didn't quite have the time on the ground that he wanted. Double jab, Mayanus. Mayanus's movement has been superb here. And Mayanus is taking punishment. But at the moment, Mayanus in a very sore state. Mayanus still grimacing here. Officially, you can have as much as five minutes to recover. Don't know if Mayanus will need all that time. And you know that while Mayanus is recovering here, he's also thinking, can Mayanus avoid the jabs? Mayanus still shaking out the butterflies. Has Mayanus got one big shot left? Oh, stinging punch to Mayanus. All right, it's sophomoric. I'm not fighting with you on that. But if you didn't laugh, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. So that's one of the classic uh, caboose pistol scenes that we played on the show back in the day. Danny Mayanus. Mayanus? Danny Mayanus, which turns into Mayanus, which is very funny, unless you're very, like you're a banker. And then you don't think it's funny at all. Uh, <laughs> Caboose Pistol Stories today. Uh, Carlos Correa, shortstop for the Astros, is asking his model wife 
to actually, well, to not go to any sort of beauty salon, nail salon, any of those things, because he does not want to get sick uh, during the Major League Baseball season, which I completely understand. It's just going to be, that's very difficult. He says the following, again, till the season is over. So September 27th, the season is over. Astros, as much as you may not like it, are going to make the playoffs. They may make the World Series. Who knows? I mean, we could be talking about three months here. He says the following. When I talk to my wife, she knows. No getting your nails done. No getting your hair done right now. So we're going to be home. We're going to focus on the baseball season. And once everything is done, then you can go get your nails done and do everything else. Uh, Her name is Danella Correa Rodriguez. She was Miss Texas in 2016, and they wed in the Dominican Republic in December. Now, again, it's not that, hey, it would be nice to get my nails done or it'd be nice to go to the hair salon. We're talking no hair salon, no nails, no anything for potentially up to 90 days or more for Daniela Correa Rodriguez. She's a former Miss Texas. Now, again, I'm not, I don't know her. I'm not saying she's a girly girl. I'm assuming that she likes to keep herself up. And I would imagine that that would be a very difficult thing to do. So all I'm simply saying is that's great. And I'm sure he makes a great living and still will, even at 37% of his salary. But I can tell you as a formerly married man that asking your wife, and even if she's a new wife and you're still in that honeymoon phase, that one is going to come back again and again. And again, I'm not saying in a negative way. I'm simply saying that you will owe her for asking her to not get her nails done, not get her hair done, not get beautified for 90 days. That will come back. Uh, Next on the Caboose Pistol, for some reason, I don't know if you saw this on social media today, a Frosted Flakes was trending. I think it's an underrated cereal. Like Corn Flakes, just putting sugar on them doesn't work for me. Frosted Flakes, they're great. Works. By the way, if you've ever had chocolate Frosted Flakes, because I'm a big chocolate milk guy with the cereal, huge. So just really quickly, and you can leave feedback. I've given you a number of different ways. Off the top of my head, I would just say Cocoa, I'd go Cocoa Pebbles, just because I like the chocolate milk, Cocoa Pebbles, of many chocolate, you could go Count Chocolate, you could go Cocoa Puffs, you could go, there's not a lot of ways you could go, but I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Cocoa Pebbles one. Reese's has a peanut butter chocolate cereal, I can't remember the name of it, but I'd put that too, that's really good. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, a lot of people love Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'd probably put that three. And then I would always go back to Chicago and visit my grandma and grandpa, and I don't know why they would do this, but they would uh, get me Fruit Loops. And so I kind of got hooked on Fruit Loops. So I'd go Fruit Loops if I had to do a fruity cereal, although Fruity fruity Pebbles are pretty good as well. I'm not as much with the fruity milk as I am the chocolate milk. And if I had to go one non-sugary cereal, probably Honey Nut Cheerios. Grape nuts are the worst. It's like chewing gravel in the morning. I guess if you want to wake up, chewing gravel is good. If you're a dentist, you should probably tell... uh, your clientele to eat grape nuts because it feels like it's ripping off your entire mouth. Like your teeth are coming out like a cartoon. So I think grape nuts are the worst. Uh, Other things on the caboose today, uh, Charlie Daniels, by the way, the devil went down to Georgia. I should have that cut. In fact, here it is right here. When it came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what, I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. Take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. Boy, said, my name's Johnny, and it might 
be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're gonna regret because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals in cards. But if you win, you get the shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. The devil went down to Georgia, uh, Charlie Daniels, of a certain demographic. He's eight, He was 83. Uh, he passed away. And last one, uh, a man in India is wearing a $4,000 gold mask. Obviously, a real gold mask worth $4,000. And I know it's become fashionable now, masks. In fact, I'm sure you've said this through the pandemic. Why didn't I think of that? Because it just seems so simple to make all these different kind of masks. You know, you saw a hospital mask or maybe you saw like a painter's mask or, you know, all these fancy masks. And I thought that's what everybody would wear. All of a sudden, it's a fashion statement to wear a mask. The best I've seen is that trikini. Have you seen the trikini where you have the bikini and then it matches? And women, I guess, are, are buying that thing off the shelves. This woman got incredibly rich during this by just coming up basically with a three set, with a three piece. You got your two piece, then you got your third piece that's the mask, and it's absolutely selling out. So I'm upset. But a $4,000 mask, I'm not really making that big of a statement. I finally came around. I had a great mask that had the cursing emoji on it. Lost it, dropped it in the street. It took me about a month to find another good one. I went through a few different ones. I'm back to a, a decent mask that I like. But, uh, man, it's become, it's become massive. It's become huge. Not a $4,000 gold mask huge, but it's become huge uh, nonetheless. All right, that is your Caboose Pistol for July 6th. 2020. That's July 6th, 2020. Uh, Caboose Pistol wise, I think that's it. Yeah, we're good. Uh, make sure you hit up CaboosePistol.com. Any of the stories that I talk about in the Caboose Pistol podcast, you're going to get more uh, information, detail. If there's videos like the Jason Voorhees PSA, uh, where he's walking around in New York City, I highly advise you check that out because you got to see the mini, uh, the the video side of that. So check out CaboosePistol.com. At Caboose Pistol on Twitter, I'm John Lund, at John Lund Radio from KMBR Radio, weekdays 10 to 2 with Greg Papa. So uh, you can hit me up at John Lund Radio. Any of those ways works. Hey, at CaboosePistol.com. Hey, at CaboosePistol.com. And again, if you want to call the show and have your little voice on the show, I would love it. So we can break up the monotony of me going blah, 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 blah. 508-296-4949 for the feedback line. 508 296 Four nine four nine. That is your caboose pistol again for July sixth, twenty twenty.